Welcome back, folks, to the Lewis Lead Podcast. I'm your host, Alec Lewis. I'm here today. Uh, you're here today. Uh, and pleased to bring you a conversation with quarterback coach Frank Diaz. He was a star in the Netflix show Last Chance You. You've probably heard of it. If you haven't, like, Google it right now. Just cut the po- cut the podcast and Google it. I'm not even kidding. It's a show that takes a viewer inside a junior college football season. Um, this past season, it was with Independence Community College, where Diaz was the quarterback coach. He's a key figure figure, excuse me, in the show. He coached um, Malik Henry, who was a quarterback at Florida State, who was dismissed. Henry was an amazing talent, but kind of a conundrum off the field and even on the field, but during the game. Um, so it was a fascinating conversation. We talked about what it was like to be on the show, what it was like to have cameras kind of in your face at all times. It it was interesting. I think you'll really enjoy it. But before we jump into it, I have to say, you can find this podcast on iTunes or on SoundCloud. Rate us, subscribe us. It'll make me feel good, if nothing more, for sure. Um, It does something more. I just have to say that. Uh, I'm so ready for football. That's why I did this podcast. Um, I watched this show, Last Chance You, in like two days. Maybe less. I don't. Maybe like a half a day. But let's keep that on the down low. It was incredible storytelling. Um, it came at the perfect time. We're about a month away from from football kicking off. It, like I said, it can't get here soon enough. I have so many questions. Will Tua start at Alabama? Uh, is is Kirby Smart going to lead Georgia again to a national uh, title game? Can Drew Locke, Missouri's quarterback, duplicate a record breaking season and possibly win the Heisman? Um, again, we're a month away, get excited. Um, and I hope this podcast helps do that for you. Um, without further ado, and, and I appreciate Frank Diaz jumping on. This was a fun conversation. Let me know what you think. Um, without further ado, let's jump into it. Well, Frank, I uh, can't thank you enough for, uh, for jumping on. I appreciate it, man. No, I thank you for reaching out. I really do. Yeah. So I guess first. Um, and, and, and I'll have it in the intro, but, um, last chance you obviously has debuted this last few weeks, this last week, I'm sure your life's been crazy. What's it been like, um, since the show came out? You know, it's been a good ride so far. Um, I, I really appreciate a lot of the fan support and, um, and then just kind of showing, uh, I guess, passion, um. I guess then just being passionate about you know what I about me and, and what I do and what I did on the show, um, so I'm really enjoying that as far as you know getting feedback from them. Um, it's been good, man. It's been good. I assume you've watched the show. Yes, I have. I have. What did you think of it? What did you think of it as a whole? You know, ultimately, it's it's a great show. Um, you know, Greg and. Uh, and Adam did a phenomenal job uh, telling people's stories, you know, because a lot of these guys in junior college have really unique stories about their lives. And uh, those guys did a, an excellent job in, in, uh, in finding those stories about these guys. Um, you know, however, I will say that, uh, you know, I wish there was a little bit more football involved. <laughs> yeah. you, know, get to, you know, I think people really wanted to see a little bit more football. But at the end of the day, you know, it's about – you know, telling people stories. For sure. And I think for me, it's interesting because like I'm a writer and I, I, I do podcasts too. And I'm always thinking, I, I don't know if like 
maybe it's this type of mindset where I'm always thinking like, wow, that person has an interesting story and, and football is kind of a way to tell it. I'm curious, was it weird watching yourself like on camera in a season and kind of seeing things develop that you live? Yeah, absolutely. Um, during the time, obviously, as we see Coach Brown, a very fiery, hot-headed, and competitive guy, um, you know, he he he, he tends to t- to say a lot. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, working with him for quite some time, you end up just find, just tuning him out, right? Makes sense. So now that we've been uh, now that I've been away from him for quite some time, uh, and I watched this, you know, I watched his documentary now. I, I it's it's interesting. Yeah, I find it very interesting to to see, you know, how much he was actually yelling at people, you know, and saying <laughs> things. So at the time, obviously, it was just into one year out the other and just remain focused on the task at hand and, and keep a composure. But, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to watch myself there getting yelled at by him and, and him yelling at other coaches and players. But um, but it's good, man. It's good stuff. Yeah. Um. What I mean, I know it probably became – became kind of <laughs> mute in a way that having all these cameras around at all times I mean I don't know at something at first was this like a huge adjustment and then what was it like just having cameras around at all times yeah at first for all of us it was a bit um uncomfortable because we just felt like there was always an eye watching right for sure but as we continue to go through the season it, they gradually just became part of this season. And, um, you know, the, the the crew were awesome. Those are all very friendly people. And, um, you know, they never actually really got in the way. They were just doing their job. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, have, like within within about a month of being with them, we were, you know, it didn't bother us too much anymore. And we just kind of, we just, we did our thing. So there wasn't like one moment where you're just like, God, would you get that camera out of my face? Oh, there was millions of times, you know, <laughs> there's millions of times, but that's part of, uh, I guess, uh, having your head on a swivel, you know, and keeping your composure because you know, those cameras are rolling. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, there was, there was millions of times where I wish, you know, the cameras weren't there, but it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it. Cause I'm sure there are, ton of people listening to the, that will listen to this podcast that haven't seen the show and will be interested in watching it at some point. Y'all obviously had a successful season. People that watch will find that out. Um, and quarterback Malik Henry was, was a major part of that, um, a, a major part of the show. Malik is a quarterback from California. He went to Florida State, was dismissed for personal reasons. What was it like working with Malik Henry on a daily basis? I love Malik Henry, and I really enjoyed working with him. Um, obviously, you know, I had some challenges, and then he also had some challenges because he was going through his second quarterback coach at Independence. So he was obviously trying to adjust to me, and I'm trying to adjust to him. Um, but we ended up having a, a very strong relationship with each other, and, um, you know, he trusted me, I trusted him, and, um, you know, I really I really enjoyed coaching him. He's an awesome dude. Um, he's he lo- you know, he's a competitive guy, and he, you know, whatever he does on the football field, that's what he does on the football field. But outside of that, he's more of a shy guy. He doesn't say. He actually doesn't say much. Mm-hmm. Um, he keeps to himself, and you know, that's who Malik is. So I know a lot of people, you know, when they watch the show, they, you know, they'll say like, "Man, this guy, this guy talks a lot, whatever." But outside of football, you know, he's actually a shy guy, and you know, I really enjoyed working with Malik. He's a 
he's a very competitive guy. He's very, you know, he's an awesome quarterback. He's got all the attributes that a quarterback should have in the IQ. Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed working with Malik. I was going to ask you about that. Um, I mean, in, in watching the show, I think people will come to be like, wow, I mean, this kid, in terms of intangible-wise, there are a lot of questions but that's watching the show, and like you said, I mean, you were part. What did you think of the way he was portrayed? I mean, it's it's for TV, and um, that's what kind of sells, you know. And if you watch, you know, I think it's the third episode. You know, I think it's the fourth, that third episode or fourth episode versus Iowa Western. You know, he throws a touchdown and points up to the booth. You know, that's the type of relationship we had. He looked up to me, and you know, and um, he trusted me. And you know, the at the end of the day. The way he's portrayed, you know, it's fair and it's not fair. You know, it's it's fifty fifty because he does he, everything that did happen happened. You know, nothing nothing is scripted. So he did talk to trash. He did he did say that, but at the end of the day, you know, eighty percent of his practices were normal practices, and we were efficient in practice. Right. And that's something that the cameras don't really catch or they don't show. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. I mean, for you, you say there were challenges in in coaching him, and he had challenges with you being a new quarterback coach. What did you learn most about yourself in, in coaching Malik Henry? Just remaining calm and staying patient and being persistent with him. You couldn't let up, you know, and I had to find different ways of communicating with him due to the fact that our head coach – was already a fiery guy and a competitive guy, just like Malik. So obviously those two guys butted heads a lot. If had I been that same guy where I started to become butting if I became a coach where I started butting heads with him and yelling at him, I think he was going to just tune us out completely. So I had to be, I had to find a way that I could communicate to Malik, and that way we can be effective, you know, effective offensively. Yeah. Want to transition a little bit um, to 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 Jason Brown? You mentioned um, Independence's coach, and obviously a fiery guy. I would say fiery is probably like the most respectful word you could use to describe Jason Brown. But what was it like working for him? He's a guy from California, guy from rough part of California. He's been through a lot, as the show portrays. What was it like working w- with such a, I guess, interesting, unique type of guy? Yeah, um, he's a good dude, you know, he, he's got, he has good intentions, but, um, shoot, man, we were working 20 hour days, all the assistants, you know, and we were doing everything we possibly could, um, to get, keep the ship afloat. And sometimes, you know, I just felt like, you know, coach Brown wasn't really appreciative of the staff, especially when, you know, some guys, you know, a lot of us are working for little to no money, you know? Yeah. And, um. I think someone, if, especially at this level, you know, you you don't you want to appreciate your staff, and you want to try to keep a staff together. And I think, um, you know, he made it tough. He made it for, he made it tough for all of us. But we, as assistant coaches, you know, kept kept tight, and um, you know, we we did what we had to do. We listened to him, and um, yeah, it was just interesting, man. It's a, it was hard working for that guy, yeah. but um, you know, things got done. We were successful. And results speak for themselves, so more power to him. Going to come back to it in a little bit. My last thing real quick on the show. If there's one thing that, that maybe viewers of Last Chance You Season 3 didn't see that you would have, as a person in it, 
and 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 a part of it every single day that that we didn't get to see what what would that one thing be um i mean i would think just just more practice you know just watch us train the guys throughout the week maybe maybe just give a little bit more football you know i think that's very important because they they do a great they do an awesome and phenomenal job in capturing stories and telling stories and um and but they don't do as much football if that makes sense they don't really watch you know the guys developing as we go through the season as far as during practice you know what i mean right um a lot of what they show is kind of more of the difficult times that we had at practice i wish they would have shown more when we had you know amazing practices where the guys were high to each other and you know coach brown was actually congratulating guys you know yeah makes sense um i want to transition to you and, and there's a point in the show where um, it showed your living quarters at Independence Community College in, in Kansas. Um, it was a it was a is a, a de facto dorm room like that. I, I'm living in a dorm room this summer in Los Angeles, and it literally looked like smaller than that. I, and that's not even sugarcoating it. For those who haven't seen the show that are listening to this, describe your living situation. Well, first off, it's called the bricks, so. <laughs> Just think of bricks, and then we also kind of named it the projects. So that if, <laughs> if that puts paints a picture in your head, it you're you're right on. It's exactly what it sounds like. It's brick office lights, um, two stalls for as a, for a restroom and a stand up shower, two sinks that's shared by four coaches, um, and we're in a room. And the uh, coaches figured out if we put two beds together it, it makes it a little bit bigger and get yourself get yourself a california king size bed out of it <laughs> and that's about it man what i mean how many coaches live together so each coach had their own room okay. and in my brick it was four coaches so i was with the wide receivers coach uh defensive line coach pete donerson and uh the, the uh video coordinator uh matthew smith this might sound like a crazy question, but I've, I've lived in a house with a bunch of guys, and I wonder, like, is it, like, was it in a way, like, really fun that you were living with multiple guys, or just, I mean, bluntly, no, like, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Well, yeah, it's not, I mean, we didn't, we didn't spend much time there. True. I mean, we were out, we were in the office the majority of the time. I mean, I'm telling you, we, we were working 18, 20-hour days. It's so nuts. when we were in our, when we were in our brick, we were there to sleep. Makes sense. Definitely does. What did you think of Independence, Kansas as a whole? Oh, excellent community. Um, very welcoming. People were very friendly. And they were excited to see what, you know, what the Pirates were going to do during the season. Um, I, I really enjoyed my time there as far as with the people. And um, you know, I wish them the best of luck. Something that you said in the show, you, you did not get paid to, to coach quarterbacks at Independence. I mean, just simply, why did you, why did you move to Independence to coach quarterbacks and work eighteen to twenty hour days and live in the bricks to make zero dollars? Uh, I've been coaching junior college football for the last six five, yeah last six years, and um, as soon as I graduated from the University of Oregon, um, I got a job at West Los Angeles College and uh, had uh, some immediate success there in all five years. I had the number one quarterback statistically in 2015. Wow. Uh, my quarterback in 2012 and 2014, I believe, 
were the number one quarterbacks in the state of California. So I done just about everything I could, and I still wasn't really getting a shot to move up to the upper level. So that when I got this phone call from Coach Brown, he said that we were going to have quarterbacks Malik Henry, Jerron Jones, Brandon B., and Drake Smith. When I saw that lineup, I, was, I thought to myself, this is an excellent opportunity to showcase that I can handle big-time talent and that we can be productive and win games. For sure. So that's what caught my attention more than anything. Also, there was, there was speculation that maybe Netflix might be on there, and that would have been kind of the, uh, the cherry on top, you know, because I, can, I, have now, now, I now have a bigger platform and stage to showcase what I can do. Um, so that's why I took the gig. But, um, yeah, being with, being with Malik Henry and Brandon B. and Drake Smith and, you know, early on Sharon Jones, it was awesome. I loved it, man. Um, you know, I love the game of football, and uh, it's Tommy who I am. And re- even if I did it for free, it doesn't it doesn't bother me much because this is my way of paying it forward to guys. You know, a lot of people don't. A lot of people, you know, need some great coaches out there, and this, and I I know that I'm a great coach, and I figured I'd go out there and give them my best shot, pay or no pay. It's pretty cool, man. Um, you you said you went to Oregon, and that's where you you got your start coaching. Uh, I believe you played in high school. That's where you got your start coaching. You worked with Scott Frost, now the Nebraska coach, under Chip Kelly, now the UCLA coach. How did how did that come about? Your coaching at Oregon. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet deal, right? Those are two innovative guys and amazing, that, amazing uh, minds. Just taking a job, um, coming from Northern Iowa, he was the uh, defensive coordinator, and then Chip was just about to get rolling, man. So. Right place at the right time, I guess, and um, very fortunate to be around those guys. They they really taught me the, you know, the the beginnings and the ends to the game, and and they showed me the formula for success. So I'm very appreciative of that. But yeah, I was trying to walk on um, after high school, and um, obviously didn't quite make the cut. Coach Frost didn't think that was good enough, so I ended up asking Coach Kelly if I could learn how to coach, and um, you know, he allowed me to, and, I, and it's it's been a great ride. I'm just lucky that by the age of 18, 19 that I had a good head on my shoulders to allow me to even think that way. Yeah. Did you, like, walk up to him, like, walk to his office? How did how did you approach Chip Kelly, who's not the most approachable guy, and ask him to, to, to learn under him, essentially? Yeah, so after after, the, after my tryout, I um, had emailed Chip, and I asked Chip, and then I came into the office, and um, I met Coach Boss, and that's kind of how we just went about it. Wow, that's really cool. What most did you take from those guys? I mean, I know there are a million things. You're working with them every day and working with such a high-profile program that, that it, it became. What what most did you take away? You know, just, just the composure and, and, and being a player's coach and being on top of your things, being organized, having structure, and, and, more, you know, and more than anything, I guess, just, just having fun. You know, because that's what players want to do is have fun, and um, and we won ball games, and that's kind of what they showed me. They just they really just showed me the formula for success. You know, yeah. year in and year out, we were very um, successful, and that's just what I took with me. It's just took that same formula with me wherever I go. You were part of the 2010 uh, championship team, right? Correct. So. Like I said before, I'm from Alabama, so I, this was a big with Auburn in it. This was this was a big deal. Um, what 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 do you what like? Is there a memory from that game 
that year that kind of stands out? I mean, I, I, I'm sure there are so many, but from that specific championship game, what, what do you remember? What story stands out? Yeah, there's um, just a couple of plays. You know, I think the number one play that really sticks out to me is uh, when we do our two-point conversion and um, we hit Jeff Mayo in the back of the end zone <laughs> yeah. uh, and complete that. And then uh, we also, uh, how about the fourth down to Drew Davis where he runs uh, the drive route and um, he, the defender accidentally bumps into the uh, the referee and we take it off for a first down, you know, and then obviously – where we don't tackle the guy all the way down. Michael Dyer. Yes, and then ultimately the uh, the field goal for the win, man. So, you know, and then the, the confetti coming down. It was a bad taste. It was a awesome experience. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I, I really want to get back to that stage and hopefully come out victorious. For sure. Um, I mean, you mentioned earlier, but you left Independence at the end of the year, and, and it, it says this in, in, um, in the credits of the show. At this point, I mean, it's July, what, what it was, July 26th, I think, unless my calendar is off. How much How much are you speaking to Malik Henry um, in this time? Yeah, I just met with Malik about two weeks ago. So, you know, I, I, we keep in touch. Um, you know, we're still working together a little bit. So, um, you know, we, we have an awesome relationship. And, you know, like I said, um, I, I, I'm really glad that I got to coach Malik. I got to meet him, man. You know, we both get along, and we're going to keep on working until, you know, time's up. I don't want to spoil it again, but, I mean, what what do you hope for him? I mean, obviously you're working with him, so you will continue to do that. But just as a kid, I mean, it seemed like for me, and, and I always talk about this, it feels like always in, in, in so many people's lives they go through something and, may, and, and have to do things to overcome it. It feels like Malik has had his fair share of that. Um, and I think at times in the show, I even question watching. It's like, how much does this kid really love football? But I, I mean, he's, he, he's worked so hard at it. Um, I mean, you can see in the show, he makes a commitment to his body. What do you hope for him? I mean, what's the next step? Where does it, from here, where does he go? You know, I, I'm hoping that a program gives him a, 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 uh, another chance. Um, he's a phenomenal quarterback. He was obviously in some funk at Florida State, and then when he came out initially, you know, he was just getting out of it. You know, time is it? Time is everything, and with time, you grow older. And that's kind of what's going on with Malik. Is as time get time continues to pass by, he's getting older and becoming more mature. And I'm sure he's looking back, saying, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't have done this. I should maybe I should have done that, or I should have done it this way. Um, so I'm just hoping that a program gives him another chance um, because I know that he could do something special. I know that it's inside him, um, and I'm, I'm wishing him the best of luck, and I'm rooting for him, and I'm in his corner. That's cool. And as far as you, I mean, what, what what's next for Frank Diaz, man? I'm just going to keep on chopping away until, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I get that opportunity where I get an interview. You know, I'm just waiting for the interview and waiting for that phone call to ring and uh, make the best of it and, and keep on going. You know, it's awesome to have a little fan base and, you know, I'm, I know they're rooting for me, and I'm going to keep, you know, they're going to ride with me, so I want to make everybody happy, and we'll see what happens. You coaching this fall? I am coaching this fall. Where? I'm, I'm the new assistant head coach, offensive coordinator at Santa Monica High School with uh, former defensive backs coach Kurt, or Matt Kurtz from Nevada. That's awesome. Well, Matt, I, I can't thank you enough 
for the time. I appreciate it, and uh, best of luck for sure. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you made it this far. I know you made it this far. Um, I want to, again, thank thank Frank for jumping on. That was a fun conversation, fascinating conversation. You can follow him on Twitter at FrankDiaz underscore QB. Find his Instagram website on there. Really fascinating guy. I thought it was interesting and, and impressive, really, that he loves the sport of football, loves coaching and working with kids so much that he would live in Independence, Kansas, and make – zero dollars and zero cents really um it was fascinating and if you haven't seen last chance you season three i'm not paid to say this like I, I i wish i was but it's such a good show that if you haven't seen it you should check it out for sure um i hope you enjoyed listening like i said um and, and if you have any suggestions any critiques any, any any people you would like to hear from on the lewis lee podcast uh, definitely reach out. You can follow me on Twitter at Alec underscore Lewis. Again, rate and subscribe this podcast on iTunes. And with that, I believe we are out. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. It's not going to be as good as where I'm at in Los Angeles, but it will be. It, you know what? I'm hoping for the best for you. Again, have a great weekend. Stick with us at the Lewis lead. Um, we'll see you later.